Hello everyone, welcome back to episode, not welcome back, no, because I'm not welcoming you back, because it's, you're just starting, we're just getting started. Just getting started. We're just getting started in here, <laughs> what am I saying? Um, it's 2018, and um, it's been a pretty good year so far, what do you think, Husky? Yeah, not bad. Matt, have you made fun. any New Year's resolutions? Um, no, actually no, I have, I have. Um... I want to focus more on relationships rather than focusing on how much money I want to make. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hopefully it goes well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Husky, do you want to tell us a little bit about our next guest? Yes. I absolutely do want to do that. So Graham Young is um, an old colleague of mine. We've worked together on, on a few projects and he's a really good friend of mine. And I thought he would be really valuable to everybody that listens to the show. Um, a little bit about Graham. He's a uh, director of sales for Recess. He's a keynote speaker. He's coached people from IBM, McDonald's, um, Action Zen, tons of companies. Um, and he also writes for Fast Company, Time, Business Insider, Entrepreneur Magazine on how to tweak your mind to optimal performance. I think I got that right. But I think you did. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's a super smart guy. Um, I really enjoyed talking to him. What did you think? I thought he was great. I think he's the perfect first guest to have for the new year. I think for people yeah. who are setting their mind to something new or um, just looking into self-improvement, I think this is the perfect episode for 2018. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know what? I, I Ever since our conversation, I've actually listened to a few things he said. Mm-hmm. Like, don't check your phone when you wake up. Only check it when you leave the house. Hey, you don't want to spoil too much. Why don't sorry, we just sorry, get sorry. into the episode sorry, sorry. then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So... Um, do you just want to give a quick breakdown of what we talk about? Yeah, with Graham, without getting too much into it, uh, we went over his very detailed morning routine that gets him pumped for the day, um, hypnotherapy and how that's helped him improve his mindset and how it might help yours too. But there's a lot more and we will let you just listen to the episode. But make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And Google Play. <laughs> We're just on so many platforms, aren't we? Yeah, there's no (laughs) way you can hide from us. Anyway. Enough about us. (laughs) Number nine with Graham Young. So, Graham, thank you for being with us. I know we've we've worked together in the past, but I'm excited to get a little bit of your time and uh, and learn about what you do. Cool, thanks for having me. So, do you want to kick things off with a few questions? Yeah, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, absolutely. Um, so my, I started a business a few years back, um, primarily around performance coaching, and uh, started coaching as business professionals, entrepreneurs, leaders, just around a lot of sort of self-improvement type stuff and how to ultimately manage their time better, manage their mind better, and how to utilize that to uh, be effective at work and in life. Um, and that kind of grew into a speaking uh, sort of business where I was doing lots of uh, speaking events and corporate events and then kind of turned into more of a consulting uh, role where I would go into companies and consult around sales performance, leadership performance, um, sometimes kind of culture and that kind of stuff. Um, so I've been doing that and then just recently been working with a, a local te- technology company uh, as their director of sales and helping them launch some new products to market uh, and build their sales team. So a bit of a mixture of that, plus uh, also writing as well. Um, written uh, in uh, Time Magazine, uh, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, uh, and Business Insider uh, around those kind of topics of uh, mental performance. So your, I guess, 
they're quite centered around human performance and um, maximizing how you perform on a daily basis. So what's your morning routine? How do you keep yourself uh, performing at your best? Yeah, so the morning routine is probably the, the most critical thing for me. I find um, over the years uh, it's changed a lot. Um, I would say the, the biggest change for me has been meditation. Um, I couldn't meditate for the life, life of me for all these years of studying this stuff and researching. Um, and I just got into it over the last year. And um, so for me, start off, uh, first things first, I never look at my phone. Um, the phone stays on the couch. And that way, when I wake up, the alarm goes off. I have to actually pull myself out of bed to turn off the phone so I don't sit there. Um, the reason I also do it is because when you look at your phone, it can sometimes put your brain into a bit of a reactive state just by kind of, you know, anticipating emails or clients that are mad at you or not getting enough likes on your Facebook posts. Um, so when you go into that reactive state right upon waking, um, when your brain goes into that kind of state, um, it's obviously very, it's a not, not the best place to be for planning, for thinking, for just mental performance. But also when you're on your phone, people don't realize it, but you're kind of multitasking, right? Because you're constantly going from app to app to app. So, you know, Gmail to Outlook to Twitter to Facebook. And every time you <clears throat> shift your attention from like one thing to the next, you, it requires additional, that those transitions require extra energy for your brain to transition from one app to the next to the next. And so you're accelerating brain fatigue right off the bat and you're going into this reactive state. So biggest thing for me, I don't look at my phone until I basically leave my home um, to go to work or to go to a client. Um, and I've talked to a lot of groups about that and that's probably the biggest thing that I get from people when feedback wise is that like just that, that changes their life the rest of their day. So number one is that. Number two, um, after waking up, I directly go to the couch and meditate. Um, I try to do it for a good 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and I'll usually just sit there, plug in some, some music, uh, listen to the music and, and do that for about 20 minutes. And then I will either try to do a bit of cardio just to get my body going. Um, I find when I exercise in the morning, even if it's like super light, like just really, really light, it just gets the testosterone going, the, the hormones, the blood, all that kind of stuff. And just the endorphins and the dopamine and all that kind of stuff. And I find my energy and my digestion throughout the whole day is just way better. So a lot of times I just do like a light 20 minute um, cardio session. Um, that's not every day though. Uh, and then finally have a shower. And when I get out of the shower, I have a bit of a mental performance routine where I just kind of pump myself up for the day. <laughs> and then I leave. <laughs> so that's kind of what I do on a daily basis. And then I, 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 right now I don't, I do uh, intermittent fasting. Um, so I don't typically have my first meal till around uh, 1 p.m. On a daily basis. Why is that? Um, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with intermittent fasting, but basically it's uh, it's a way of what you do essentially is you only eat every day within like an eight hour window. So for instance, if I ate at noon, I would stop eating at like 8 p.m. and I wouldn't eat from 8 p.m. till noon, so a 16 hour gap. And what it does is it ultimately gives your stomach a, a chance to rest because if you think how often we eat like we're told that you know snack on six meals a day all that kind of stuff and i'm always snacking so your body's constantly digesting food which the cells in your stomach which are doing all this work don't actually have a chance to actually fully rest and when you're it takes so much energy for your body to digest food that it's taking away from other processes like you know producing dopamine and serotonin and re, you know it's re recovering your entire body from just other stresses so um when you're actually able to give your body a that break of no food coming in, um, it just allows the cells to completely kind of regenerate a bit and uh, function more effectively. So 
um, that's, that's kind of what I do that. Interesting. So I want to go back to your mental pump up that you have sure. after your shower workout <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, so what kind of things do you tell yourself while you're doing that? Um, so yeah, it's, that, this is one thing that's changed a lot for me. Like I, I used to have like this really long routine and over the years I realized that like I kind of like would be overdoing the whole self-help personal development stuff and like doing like too much of it. It, it almost sometimes would, the one thing, the biggest thing I learned was like I, I, you know, I would almost do too much and it would almost cause me stress to remember to do all that mental performance work you know, do the meditation perfectly, be grateful every day. If you don't be grateful and you feel bad. And so I've just tried to simplify it and just be as simple as possible. Basically, um, what I do is I say to myself, I am doing enough, I am being enough, and I am enough uh, to be deserving of health, wealth, success, happiness, and love. Um, and then I tell myself that I'm always open to receiving. I'm always allowing, I'm always attracting, and I'm always giving. And I am, and I repeat those things, healthy, wealthy, successful, happy, and loved. And then I finish off by saying I'm powerful and I'm fully optimized. So that's kind of the routine. And the reason I do that is because I've, like, the deepest kind of like negative belief that most of us all share, not everyone, but for me at least, a lot of people is from our childhood is like, I'm not good enough. You know, we get that from, you know, my parents divorced at a young age. Uh, so, you know, we all kind of have experiences as kids where... Oh, you know, you just, we're not good enough at something or our parents don't give us enough of something or we, you know, something happens where this belief is I'm not enough. Um, and then ultimately what that translates to is I'm not enough to be deserving of, you know, being healthy or wealthy or whatever. So it kind of, that negative belief almost like sabotages a lot of people going throughout their life from actually getting those goals because they don't think they're actually good enough to, to get it. So it kind of either holds them back from going after it or when they're about to get it, they uh, sabotage themselves unknowingly, subconsciously, and they just can't figure out why they can't uh, uh, reach those goals on a daily basis or on, you know, whatever. So that's kind of why I say those things. And then I finish it off usually talking a bit about kind of, um, you know, just you know, success, my vision on where I want to go in life and, and, think, and sort of more positive future vision type, type talk. Right. So. So I noticed also that you have a note on the handle. Um, yeah. I know this is a podcast, so no one can see it. But um, <laughs> right now I'm looking at um, Graham's front door, and there's a note above the handle. Yeah. Uh, what does it say? Um, yeah. So that's uh, this is a reminder for me to go when I just again I try to like for me I hate complexity, so I just try to simplify you know just the process of being. In the moment and just being happy and just being aligned so i learned that from uh, uh abraham hicks who uh you know i honestly took me a while to kind of get into her stuff because she's quite out there spiritually wise so um but one of the things she talks to us about is ultimately you know the law of attraction and for me i've been so focused around brain science and neuroscience and psychology that i almost tried to try to avoid all that spiritual stuff because i just I felt like well, I just want to know the practical steps behind it. But the interesting thing is the more I dug into the research and the psychology and the science and just applied it in my life, the more I came around to this spiritual aspect and realizing that like just the law of attraction is legit and it actually does happen. And the more I actually practiced it, it like easier things came to me. Um, so what that just says in a long story short is like four steps is, you know, if you're in your head, if you're overthinking things, number one, just stop, catch yourself. Uh, and, and just appreciate something, appreciate anything, you know, you where you live, family, friends, 
being on this podcast. So, <laughs> um, number two is uh, once you kind of appreciate something and get out of your head, it kind of aligns you. So all of a sudden you're kind of in alignment with yourself, with the right energy in the universe. Um, and then while you're being aligned, it starts just naturally attracting things uh, in your life. So just ultimately just simplifies it for me. Just get it on my head, appreciate things, and then knowing that that'll start attracting the things I want in life and not overthinking them. So. And do you have reminders like that, like around your place? Here? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have. Uh, I so I, what I do is I also keep uh, I keep a, a piece of paper that has like a running tab of all like my wins or successes or mm-hmm. uh, just just good things I'm grateful for. Um, so I uh, wrote a post about this. Just kind of go through like all 2017 and literally kept the paper out on my desk. And what I did was every time I walked past a piece of paper um, for about a week, I would just in the first couple weeks of the year, I'd write something good that happened last year. You know, anything, whether it was like you know getting on a comfort zone, accomplishing a goal, meeting new people, just anything that good that happened. And I just kept on adding things to it over the course of the week. And um, it's interesting that when you do that. You're training your brain to do what it doesn't normally do, because your brain's always designed to just look for the negative stuff and protect you and and focus on the threats in your life. And so, when you're constantly just walking by a piece of paper and just asking yourself, "Oh, what happened good last year?" and actually spending time searching for it, that searching aspect actually causes your brain to completely do what it's not used to doing and searching for the positive. So, anyway, so I wrote a tally of all last year's. And then I kind of put that up on the wall, and then I just keep a tally of every week of all the wins and great gratitude stuff that happens. Um, and I have another note that tells me that like success and financial success and that kind of stuff comes with ease, um, just to remind me that uh, it's you know I've always been someone who overworks and hard like you know just way too hard of a worker in a sense. And I found almost the harder you work, sometimes uh, the less the further away you get from your goals. And sometimes it's better just to actually step back. And uh, like I say, like allow things to happen and just kind of know they're going to happen in the right way. So. so you do you do so much in life, you know, it's not just you don't have one thing that you're focusing. You're focusing on like 15 different things. <laughs> um, how do you prevent burnout? Um, you know, man, uh, to for a while I was burning myself out. Uh, I was I was definitely um, just, you know. I, I, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so like waking up too early and just working all night and, and just trying to read as many books as I can and staying up too late. And, uh, one thing that's happened for me, the biggest change for me is I started working with a buddy of mine who's a hypnotherapist, and I didn't really know what hypnotherapy was, <laughs> and uh, he's changed my life. Like, So just to give you an example, like I couldn't meditate for my entire life. I would always try, always try, always try. And then I went to one session with this guy, and... Right after that session, I meditated 95% of the days since then, just from one session. Um, so for me, the whole morning routine is huge, um, doing that meditation stuff uh, in the morning because I find that it just kind of just calms your mind a lot. Um, one of the things that I've learned about meditation is I used to sit there and get frustrated. I'd be like, oh, crap. Like, you sit there for a few minutes, then you're like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm in the zone. I'm on a roll. <laughs> and then you start thinking about, like, something else, right? And it gets off topic or whatever you think. Of, and then you get mad. But I realized that, like, the more you're doing that in your mind while you're meditating is actually preparing you for the rest of the day. Because every time you bring yourself back to your breath or, your, you know, your center or whatever you want to call it, you're kind of preparing yourself. So when stuff happens throughout the day, your mind's more resilient to do that exact same process when negative things happen. So uh, meditation, number one, um, I try to... Uh, turn off my phone as late or early as possible at night. 
Um, as I kind of said before, when you're looking on your phone, it goes into that reactive state. It stimulates it before bed. Um, so, you know, at nighttime, if you're looking at your phone, um, it can inhibit the release of melatonin. Um, so if you're putting your phone in bed, it's going to keep you up a bit longer, stimulate your mind. So I always try to put the phone away as early as possible um, and get and kind of wrap, make sure sleep is very important. Um, I also try to wrap my experiences with like a lot of clarity. Um, so I always kind of, what I basically say is like, you know, if you're always like on your phone throughout the whole day, you know, you're, again, your brain's constantly being stimulated and um, you know, taking in information off your phone and it has a limit to how much it can actually absorb, right? And so if you're constantly taking in so much information, it eventually gets slower, like a muscle, right? Again, and then you start performing less. So I just try to, after, you know, like I said, waking up, uh, after I leave a meeting, after I get home, uh, after I have a good time with some friends, when I leave that experience, I try not to look at my phone, I try not to eat anything for a couple seconds, like a minute or two, and just to kind of like, let that experience sink in because um, your brain's so focused on the negative things in life that if you don't take a few moments to appreciate like the good that's happening you're never going to be able to it's always going to default to negative right. right so like for instance when i get home from work i never like i'll leave the lights off and i won't eat anything right away i won't look at my phone i'll just keep the lights off and i'll stand at the window and i'll look out at the, the water and i'll just like kind of just just keep my mind still, just for like a minute, and I'll just kind of think of some things that went well, and just allow myself to just appreciate the day, and then I'll go grab a lot of food. <laughs> but I find just kind of, if you're always kind of finishing experiences with food, or with the phone, or with external stuff, then you're, you're it's making it harder to keep your mind kind of at ease. So I find that is a big thing to help, help burn out. What, what brought you to this? point i mean what what triggered you what made you curious about being in this sort of state of mind like you you seem like you're at, you're at peace with yourself you're like you're <laughs> calm you're comfortable you're confident you know what you want um you're not you know it doesn't seem like you're trying too hard to do something that you eventually don't even want you know what i mean like yeah. what, what what was that moment that like yeah damn like like in terms of like uh, like career or like i guess or? more in your how you how you manage your mind how you manage your brain to to be programmed in such a way because i mean personally it's very machine like right yeah. like, okay meeting done look in your phone what's the right. next thing okay what emails came through okay what's yeah. next you know so it's it's always one thing after another and not really like sitting down and thinking okay this one well this one well this one bad it's just like okay it's just one thing after another so what um what got you thinking this way um, I think it's just like I've always, I've always been interested. My, my mom got me into personal development from like a young age, like when I was eighteen, and um, she always got me into it. And uh, uh, she eventually um, got diagnosed with cancer, and she ended up passing away um, about four or five years ago. And so that was a real big motivator for me um, because I saw her struggles while she was sick, and she was at one point she actually put her cancer into remission for like three years just by going like a natural route. And she was doing all these kind of personal development type stuff. And that's what got me into it. And then I just kind of from there got uh, just kind of super fascinated by just the mind. And I just always wanted to sort of, she was very spiritual. And so I didn't want to go that route because um, I wanted to, after she passed away, I'm like, okay, well, that stuff didn't work for her. So I want to figure out a way to make it very practical and science-based. So I focused on the psychology and the neuroscience and that kind of practical stuff. And the more I learned about it, just the more I kind of created a routine 
out of that and just reached out to guys like my therapist buddy um, and just other people in, in the industry to, to learn what they, they do and just uh, I'm just fascinated at kind of like simplifying the processes that help people be their best self you know hmm. like simple like because I find the self-help world is so confusing like there's so many books out there's there there's so much like, yeah. do you want to read Tony Robbins do you want to listen to, which is who he's amazing but like, do you want to listen to Tony Robbins do you want to listen to Richard Branson do you want to listen to Mark Cuban like business self-help and so for me I get frustrated with that complexity so if I could my, like, my goal would be just to really simplify all that for people so that they just have like you know just very because I feel like it's just there's so much out there that it just information overload and people get so confused as to how to approach certain challenges in their life, right? So for me, it's just about simplicity. Huh. I kind of want to jump back to what you were saying earlier about how you were looking back on things that went well last year. Um, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it just kind of popped in my head while you were talking about like the past year, and I was like, oh, I wonder how he feels about yeah. um, a very generic concept. Yeah, no, yeah. no I, definitely, uh, I definitely think they're, they're a great idea. Um, I think that what happens, though, is that like the biggest reason people fail at personal development type stuff, or self-help, or whatever you want to call it, is they try to do too many things at once. So, you know, New Year's resolutions are a perfect example. I want to lose weight, I want to gain weight, or whatever you want to do. I want to read more books, I want to get a new job, I want to be spend more time with family, um, I want to meditate, whatever it is. So you plan all these things, but then the problem is, is that your brain can only kind of create a certain number of habits at a, at a period of time, right? So if you try to take on too much, as we all know, the first week goes great, you're pumped up. But then all of a sudden, the minute any other stress pops in your life, like emotional stress or family, or it's just something else that comes on, all of a sudden you have less capacity to build those habits. So then one of those resolutions slips, the next slips, and, then, and all of a sudden it's a month in and you have got nothing left. So I think they're great, but I just think that if you're going to write a list of like the 10 things you want to do, only start with one or two of them and like condition them into your routine and your mind. And then after like a maybe two, three, four weeks, maybe a month or two, then start adding another one in, and then another one, and then another one. This is a bit more of a practical approach and less failure, I guess. So So what do you do to start the year? Do you have any rituals? Do you have it like, okay, 2018, is it New Year, New Graham, or is it New Year, <laughs> same Graham? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't have like a, a crazy, crazy uh, kind of ritual every year at all. Um, I, I definitely, like I said, like to kind of look back on the year and just kind of see what I did, see what went well. Um, and I see it as like a, as a new leaf in a sense, like, you know, time to kind of like brush off and, 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 and allow for new things to happen. Um, and, and, you know, I like to kind of set my vision for the year, um, break that down into, uh, you know, more practical goals and then break that down into like a 90 day goals, goals, and then kind of break that down into like a weekly and daily kind of thing um so i typically will try to and i'm still working on it to be honest like it's it's kind of always a work in progress but just kind of creating that vision and just breaking it down into what i can do on a regular basis to either act towards it and just measure it at the same time kind of thing so nothing too crazy but just setting goals and just trying to constantly make work at them <laughs> yeah um we have a question that we always ask sure. um i'm sure you've read Tons of books. I'm looking at, again, Graham's bookshelf has probably at least 100 on there. Um, is I haven't the, read them all. Okay. Some of them I want to read. You're working on it. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, is there one book in particular um, that has changed the way that you thought about something? Um, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, I there's there's quite a few. Um, more recently, the one that I actually recently read was called uh, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind uh, by Vishen Lakiani, and he started the, um, uh, what's the, uh, Mind Valley. Um, so that book I found was just a really cool combination of spirituality, science, and like personal development. Um, that book was a game changer for me. Also, um, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Uh, he teaches happiness at Harvard and provides like some really practical science-based steps on how to actually increase your kind of happiness baseline. Um, so I found that one pretty powerful. Um, those two are really ones that are more recent. Um, the Organized Mind by Daniel Levitin is also really interesting. He it's pretty like he's a I think he's a neuroscientist, so it's like a pretty thick book, but he goes into like psychology and the neuroscience behind time management and just kind of like planning your days and your weeks and just kind of everything you're doing on a daily basis so I'd say those are some pretty um, pretty big powerful books I've come across we'll write those down in the notes for sure really good. Um, Graham how do you work on time management or do you have any tips on sort of how one should manage their time or manage their schedules or yeah. make sure they make time for family, friends, yeah. work, all that, all that kind of stuff? I mean, first and foremost, I'm not the best at managing time. Like, I, it's some, I, I think that's why I'm, I can write on the subject is because, like, I can relate to, like, what most people go through. Like, because I find there's certain people that are just naturally just wired for managing time and they're just good at it and they can just, it's just easy for them. It's not, for me, it's not the case. Um, so for me, it's always a bit of a challenge, but for that reason, I'm always trying to figure out strategies around how to do it. Um, for me, I, I find chunking things down um, is, is really powerful. So like, you know, first off, figuring out what your longer term vision is, you know, where you want to go for your, you know, three or four or five year goals, and then breaking that down into the year, the uh, vision for your year, um, and then breaking that down into um, different kind of, uh, I guess, uh, primary goals uh, in your health, maybe in your relationships, in your business, or whatever. Um, and then once you've kind of got those core goals, um, breaking each of those goals down into like moves. Whatever, uh, Brendan Burchard calls it moves, but basically kind of saying, okay, if I want to make this much money, or if I want to, you know, uh, get this job, or if I want to um, lead this uh, amazing relationship with my wife, or whatever it is, is that what are the core moves that I'm going to have to do over the course of the year to actually make that happen? And then once you have those moves, then you can start determining what tasks are associated with those moves. And then from there, you can then break it down into, okay, what do I got to do on a weekly basis? What do I got to do on a daily basis to eventually get there? So um, once you kind of break it down into those kind of day, those weekly or daily or monthly tasks, um, then at that point, I kind of try to look at the week on a Monday. I'll do a big brain dump of all the things I need to get done. And usually it's very overwhelming. And then I'll try to um, choose like the top 15 priorities for the week. And I'll assign like three priorities to each day and not go over three. And 
I find that helps me. The brain dump is really powerful because you kind of see all the stuff you're trying to get done. And then when you kind of break it apart throughout the week, you realize you're not going to get as much done as you want to. Um, so it's a bit, uh, it's, it's bit uh, eye-opening, but it's better to kind of be realistic. Like I always say, it's like, make your goals, like your long-term goals, make them very unrealistic, like shoot for the stars. But on a daily or weekly basis, you've got to be really realistic in order to actually perform at your peak. Because if yeah. you're constantly on a daily basis writing a to-do list of 10 things and you're constantly getting three or four of those things done, at the end of the day, what do you feel? You feel crappy, right? You're like, oh, I didn't get enough done. It fulfills that negative belief, I'm not good enough. And then you go home thinking, oh, I should have done more, I should have done more, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's always good to kind of you know, set three, three priorities a day, accomplish them, and train your mind that on a daily basis you actually are winning and you actually are doing what you gotta do. So, um, mm. Yeah, so brain dump, and then just three priorities a day. Um, and then at the beginning of the day, just I try to set each day the day before, so I know when I come into the office or when I get to the, 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 the desk, I know exactly what I gotta do for the day. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I manage my time a bit. All right. Well, we're, at, <laughs> we're almost hitting the 30 minute mark. We're hitting the 30 minute mark, so I can't go on. Um, but um, if there's one last question I can ask you, Graham, is <clears throat> um, I've known you for three years? Uh, longer than that. Longer than maybe that? Maybe four or five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah I would say about, about, about three years, okay. I think it's okay, good. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here and debate yeah, 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 yeah. it feels a lot longer yeah. <laughs> um, but Graham you know one thing I've always admired is you've always stayed true to who you are and you've never changed yourself in those in those years um, and I really respect and I, le- I really learn from you especially starting off in my career you're, the, you're one of the few people that, that taught me so much um, but I wanted to ask you, sort of, you know, you're, you seem to have things very well, again, like organized. I, I'm right now. I'm battling this issue of, of FOMO. Everywhere yeah. I look, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Totally. Right, like, oh, real estate missing out, yeah. Bitcoin missing out, yeah. you know, stocks missing out. This, so I feel like I'm missing out on so many things. Totally. But like you said, you have to step back and look at what you have and how you should be appreciative of it. What sort of helps you manage, like, oh, we could be doing this, mm-hmm. I could have been doing that. Yeah. Uh, what makes you stay, like, focused in, t- in, in what you're doing? Uh, no, man, I, I can relate. I'm always, I'm the same way. And, like, I, I guess the one thing I've learned, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm always battling the same thing. Like, you know, um, for me, I've, uh, in the past, trying to do, I've always tried to do so much. I've always tried to just, just, Every, do everything, you know, if there's an opportunity, <laughs> yeah. if someone wants to go and do a business opportunity, well then, yeah, I should jump on it. it. Yeah. And I should, because like, what if I give it, what if I don't, and then I, you know, so, uh, for, and I've learned that that just, you know, you've got, like, everything doesn't move forward so much slowly, you don't become an expert in any of those things, and, and then I, I find that over the years, I just, none of that stuff really went anywhere. Um, so it's just over the last couple of years where I've said to myself, okay, I'm only going to pick a couple of things and specialize in those and be good at those and just be an expert in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, I, I always want to learn about marketing. I want to learn about sales. I want to learn about neuroscience, psychology, uh, leadership, <laughs> culture, corporate culture. You know, there's so many things I'm always trying to like, you know, implement into work. And then I said to myself, you know, right now in the mornings when I like teach my, when I read books and stuff like that. Or, or, or like to do research, it's only like sales 
right now, and it's only crypto and blockchain. <laughs> that's that's it. Like I'm, anything else I, is extra, maybe happens, but like that's all I'm doing. And I find that like ever since doing that, it helps me really um, just have that focus and um, and and not feel it. Because if I try to learn about everything all at once and try to attack so many projects at the same time then I'm always feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm always missing out on things. And I never, I'm always like, oh, I should learn this, or I should read that article, or read that book, and or take that project on. So um, I just try to narrow it down to a couple things. And I find that by doing that, you feel way better about yourself because you feel good about learning it, and you get good at it. And then, um, and I just, when other things pop up, I just say, no, that's just not the right time. And I just try to stay focused on, on those goals. And like, what are the things that are gonna get you closer to your vision for this year? You know, if, if it's something aligned with your current business, um, then choose that. But you got to eventually kind of narrow it down to two or three things, ultimately. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a you know, shotgun approach. And yeah, it's, just, it's a shit shot. Yeah, yeah. You just, your energy gets spread out, and you just always think, oh, I could be learning this, I could be reading this, so I should be doing this. And, I, and I just, for me, doing less is the biggest thing that's helped me do way more. Yeah, It's like, yeah. I, I don't, I just, I've allowed myself to just, I, that's probably the biggest thing I could tell people is like stop trying to do so much and simplify your goals and just get good at certain things and stop trying to be a perfectionist at everything and just yeah step back and just allow things to unfold in yeah. a sense. It's funny, like every when I everything I do I just immediately start stressing. It's like okay, I look I look at my books, I'm like, Oh, I didn't read half these books. Oh totally. damn. I go on Netflix, I haven't seen half of these shows. And then I go on TV, I look at what's on TV, I'm like, oh, I want to watch all these yeah, things. It's yeah, like, yeah. bloody hell, like, what what, what can I do at totally. any given moment? And it's just, a, your mind just blows. And you, and you feel bad about yourself, right? You, and you feel horrible, you're like, man, like... All of a sudden, your whole life becomes a reminder of all the shit you're not doing. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you look it's at your so phone, Facebook, I guarantee you, you're going to get a bit down with all the other things that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that in this. And so, you know, at the end of the day, know that everyone else is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. also just try to, um, and, and, and just know that you, it's, it's impossible. Just know that it's it's humanly impossible to do all the things you want to do, and yeah. so just stop feeling bad about it, yeah. and just focus on a couple of key core things, and then just let the rest kind of happen. I think. Yeah. Thanks, Graham. Yeah, no problem. I feel like that was a good therapy session. But this is exactly why we want to speak. Yeah, that was you know, awesome. That was really really powerful. So. Thank you for Thank your time. You. Thank really you. Really appreciate Thanks it. Sure, and who knows, maybe next year we'll have you on again and hey. do part two of this. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, Graham. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys.